Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Time now for a segment we call The Song That Changed My Life. It's a chance for us to hear from some of our favorite people in show business about the song that made them who they are. On deck today is Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson is an actor. You probably know him best for his part on The Office, where he played Dwight, maybe the closest thing that show had to a villain, certainly the weirdest character on that show. Every year, my grandfather would dress up as Belschnickel at Christmas. He was okay at it. I am great. You know, they say some people were born to be bad. Well, I was born to be Belschnickel. <laughs> oh, Belschnickel has traveled from distant lands to discover how all the boys and the girls have been behaving this last year. <laughs> oh, too much strudel. So he's kind of like Santa, except dirty and worse. No, much better. No one fears Santa the way they fear Bershnickel. Rain has starred in a bunch of other stuff. He has done TV comedies like Alice and Janney's Mom, indie dramas like Blackbird, and now one of the biggest biopics of the year. Weird, the Al Yankovic story tells the tale of the most beloved parody artist of all time, Weird Al. Only since it's a Weird Al movie, it is a parody of the biographical drama genre, Al, who's played by Daniel Radcliffe, enters into a toxic relationship with Madonna, develops a nearly life-ending addiction to drugs and alcohol, and barely survives a violent encounter with Pablo Escobar, among other things. One more or less true story from the movie, though, Al's relationship with beloved weirdo radio DJ Dr. Demento, the first person to put Weird Al on the air. And who portrays Dr. Demento? Our guest, Rain Wilson. Of course. Um, did you see the show? I did. And let me tell you something, kid. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is headed straight to the top. Nervous Norvis. Wild Man Fisher. And now, you. What I saw you do on that stage tonight blew my mind. I'm telling you, you've cracked the code. You're onto something special. Oh, wow. I mean, you, you, you have no idea what it means for me to hear you say that. Thank oh. you so much. When we asked Rain Wilson about the song that changed his life, he picked what might be the shortest tune we've ever run. It clocks in at just over 90 seconds. That song is Mystery Dance by Elvis Costello. Here's Rain Wilson. Hi, I'm Rain Wilson, and this is the song that changed my life. I first heard the song Mystery Dance at age 16. That would put it at around 1982 when I got the album My Aim is True by Elvis Costello. And I was in a period of incredible change and transformation. I was just moving from Seattle to a high school just north of Chicago. I had grown up on a steady diet of of hard rock and classic rock in suburban Seattle. Yeah, a lot of like fog hat. Gosh, Van Halen and obviously, you know, the Who and the Stones and whatnot, but a lot of like Billy Squire 
crapola of the period. And my musical horizons changed greatly during the summer of 82 when I moved from Seattle to Chicago. It was really hard in Seattle. I'd heard of punk rock and New Wave and some of these new bands, but it was really hard to hear them because there was no internet. There was no Spotify. There were no podcasts about songs. There was your big radio stations. There was KISW and KZOK and they played rock and roll and that was it. So a friend of mine, she made me a cassette tape of The Clash and of Squeeze and of the police, like early police, Zenyatta Mondada. And those cassette tapes changed my life. It just absolutely opened me up. And then I was like, oh, there's a whole other world of music that doesn't have guitar solos. It, it opened up my mind and kind of shifted like who I was in the world. Because that's what you're doing when you're 16. You're kind of defining yourself, identifying yourself, and figuring out who you are and where you are in the world. And all of a sudden... I found my tribe, and my tribe was in Punk and New Wave. In the midst of all of this, you know, and I, I loved the police, I loved Squeeze, and hardcore punk, and Dead Kennedys, and, you know, Susie and the Banshees, and, you know, all of the stuff that was going on right there. I stumbled upon this guy, Elvis Costello, and here he was. Here was a guy who looked like me. He was nerdy and weird and had big glasses. He was angst-ridden, and he was kind of angry, and he was really hyper-intellectual and kind of stuck in his head, but he could rock at the same time, and this really landed heavy in my heart, and um, I listened to all of his stuff over and over and over again on the term table. Now that your picture's in the paper being perfectly admired, you can have it or want it, you have ever desired. All you gotta tell me now is wow, 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 wow. Welcome to the working week. Oh, I know it don't thrill you, I hope it don't kill you. Welcome to the working week. You gotta do it till you do it till you get again. What happened was, like I said, I moved to this new high school and I took my very first acting class. And the first assignment in a brand new high school, and by the way, New Trier High School was this kind of fancy rich kids high school. And I had been from this blue collar working class Seattle high school and just moved in. The odd duck and it was literally like being in a John Hughes movie. And the first assignment in the acting class was private and public. And that means that you want to bring in an episode from your private life and share it in public, but you're not performing it. You're just living it. You're just being it. So people, you can just kind of be doing your thing and people are witnessing you doing your thing. So I uh, brought in my little turntable and I brought in My Aim is True to the acting class in my first week of acting class. Here I was, this pimply kid from suburban Seattle. Like I, In Seattle, I was on the chess team. I played the bassoon in high school. I was in Model United Nations. I was just a total stereotypical nerd. I was in the ceramics club. Yes, we had a ceramics club, and I was a card-carrying member. And here I was at this fancy new high school that had a lot of arts. It had, it had a radio station, and it was very well-known. It had a big you know, acting and theater department. And I... Um, for my private in public performance 
so to speak. It was kind of me in my bedroom, and I was just kind of like goofing off in my bedroom. And then I put on the record, and I brought in my record player and, and had a, like a built-in speaker. And I put on the record um, and put on Mystery Dance, and I lip-synced to it. Romeo was restless, he was ready to kill. He jumped out the window because he couldn't sit still. Juliet was waiting with a safety net. said, don't bury me because I'm not dead yet. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me because I tried and I tried and I'm still mystified. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. Well, I remember when the lights went out And I was trying to make it look like it was never in doubt She thought that I knew and I thought that she knew So both of us were willing but we didn't know how to do And just went crazy Just my body was just jerking I was salivating I was like, you know, furious Twerking and spasming And some air guitar And a little bit of a snarl and, you know, Elvis Costello, in a way, obviously named himself after Elvis Presley. And he's kind of he's a little bit in his early stuff of kind of sending up Elvis a little bit. And he's got that same kind of, hey, 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 kind of snarl with the lip, rising the lip. So there was a lot of that. It was kind of using the upper lip to wrap around the, the syllables. And the class went crazy. They went wild. They went ballistic. They were laughing. They were howling. And I finished, and I was all sweaty. They all came over and patted me on the back. And, and all of a sudden, these outrageously attractive drama nerd girls were, like, shaking my hand, patting me on the back, saying, Hey, what's your name? You're moved in. You're new here. And they were like, Come sit with us at our at our lunch table. And I was like, oh my God, here, here was this pimply model United Nations nerd being invited to sit at a lunch table of very attractive young women. And I just made an entire uh, audience laugh their ass off. And I'll never forget the sensation. There was a very particular and peculiar thing that happened in my brain. It was a little bit like a gong going off. And it was kind of like this moment of clarity. It was a transcendent experience. It was, it went gong. And it was kind of like, I'm not going to do that other stuff anymore. This is my path. This is it. I'm not looking back. This is what I'm going to do. Because really, I was like, are you kidding me? It's fun as hell. I get to make people laugh. I was always a little bit of the nerdy class clown. And the girls dig me at the same time, and I'm 16, a little pimply, ungainly. I'm still ungainly, not as pimply. I was like, there's no looking back. This is it. I have a new life, and I have a new road in front of me. I get to sit at Vanessa and Charlotte and Tria's lunch table. This is awesome. Why don't you tell me about the dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me because I tried and I tried and I don't know what it was in me. I was just like, I'm just going to go for it. Because normally I would have been way too self-conscious to do something like that in front of a bunch of strangers. But I was really so sick of my old identity and how self-conscious I was and how limited I felt and 
what low self-esteem I had. I just needed to kind of blow things open a little bit. And that was also the spirit of punk at the time. At the same time, like just hearing it now being replayed here in the studio, I was thinking about how amazing the song was for 1982 and how different it was from the music of the 70s that I grew up with at KISW Seattle's best rock, 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 which was all about how sexually powerful, you know, Aerosmith was or these singers were, right? Guess what, kiddies? The song is about sex. The mystery dance he's talking about, it's sex. Get over it. But the whole thing was like, I don't know how to have sex and I'm not very good at it and I'm fumbling and it's very mysterious. And that was also what I was undergoing around the time, that same time. I was not a smooth lover <laughs> and you know, just kind of having my first relationships with, you know, kind of those lip smacking makeout sessions that would go on forever. So I love the idea that he's singing a song about sex and he's like, I'm not good at it. I don't know how to do it very well. And what an incredibly revolutionary act that was in that time period. And I just couldn't believe that anyone would talk about sex in that way. I'd never heard that before or really since. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me? Because I tried and I tried and I'm still mystified. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't. I have a, such a sense of gratitude when I hear the song Mystery Dance because it literally is the song that changed my life. It literally, literally changed the course of my life and made me know that I wanted to become an actor. And had I not moved at that time, had I not gotten into Elvis Costello, had I not chosen that song, had I not performed that song, who knows? You know, I, who knows what I would, I'd be on a fishing boat or I'd be an English teacher or I'd be in advertising. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I would have done. So Mystery Dance by Elvis Costello changed my life because it made me become an actor. Romeo was restless, he was ready to kill. He jumped out the window because he couldn't sit still. Juliet was waiting with a safety net. said, don't bury me because I'm not dead yet. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me because I tried and I tried and I'm still mystified. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. Rain Wilson on the song that changed his life, Mystery Dance by Elvis Costello. If you haven't seen Weird, the Al Yankovic story, it's very funny. It's free on the Roku channel. And guess what? We have interviewed Elvis Costello. It was a really good one. We'll have a link to that on the Bullseye page at MaximumFun.org. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me? Because I tried and I tried and I'm still mystified. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satis
That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. I was in the city of commerce today where I visited Business Costco. I love Business Costco. I bought those rubber mats that are in like commercial restaurant kitchens, the ones with the holes in them. I love it. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellow at Maximum Fun is Tabitha Myers. We get booking help from Mara Davis. Our interstitial music is by DJW, also known as Dan Wally. Our theme music is Huddle Formation by The Go Team. Thanks to The Go Team and thanks to Memphis Industries, their label. You can find Bullseye on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Give us a follow in all of those places. We will share our interviews with you, and thence you may share them anon with others. I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.